Welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I'm joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up? Hello, it's your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Triple. And here on the final episode of 2021, we put a bow on this year's edition of of the Michelle Mission with a Christmas film from 2007. This Christmas, directed by Preston Whitmore, written by Preston Whitmore, and starring a literal cavalcade of black actors, which would eat up a tremendous amount of time if I just read all of them. Yes. But yes. I'll just say highlights would, of course, be Delroy and Linda, Lindo, Regina King, Idris Elba, but also a cavalcade of stars behind them. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to all of that. Yes. But before we do, Lynn, how are you? I'm doing fine, Vincent, but um, I also feel a little bad. Why do you feel bad? And I'm going to share some of my bad feelings with you. Okay. Um, these are different bad feelings than what we've been talking about for. Oh, no. oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> these uh, are surprise bad feelings. These surprise bad feelings. Okay. Um, before I I do that, let's give a shout out to everyone that is out there watching us as we are streaming live to Facebook and YouTube via Streamyard. Uh, shout out to Deborah Battle, Aaron Fry, Jeffrey Thomas, Blue Girl Seven One Eight, Camelia. Uh, Camellia Will 03 Alan Anthony oh my go- oh my goodness they are lining up in the chat Sharon Eldridge oh everybody is, is tuning in to the Michelle Mission hey folks good to see you good to see you I'm feeling a little bad Vincent and here's why okay last week on the Michelle Mission mm-hmm. previously on the Michelle Mission previously <laughs> we spoke about um, the the Philadelphia hip hop tree. Yes. As if it were to be on a, you know, a gift. Yes. And it was a great segment of the mm-hmm. show. It was fantastic. And, and we were, we were killing it. And we had made mention about, you know, it, the tree began rightfully so with lady B. Yes, sir. Um, and then after going to uh schoolie D Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, The Roots, Three Times Dope, it and 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 not exactly in that order. It it ended with Bahamadia. Yes, and we assumed that that, that that probably was because you know they're trying to you know balance it out, get another woman in there. Also, Bahamadia is a phenomenal, an amazing MC. Exactly. But Vincent, my yes. friend, oh, immediately. After that show went up, I think I put that show up at maybe midnight that night. Mm-hmm. 12.05 a.m., my phone was ringing. Uh-oh. And it was our good friend, Ariel Johnson. Hey, Ariel. Welcome Comics and Coffee House. And said, Len, pass this flogging on to Vincent. Oh, no. Because how dare the two of you with all due respect to Bahamadia, mm-hmm. 
how dare the two of you when trying to come up with the hip hop tree of Philadelphia and thinking that perhaps you want to put another woman onto that tree. Oh, who do we do, we do not mention Eve? <gasps> what? Yes, Vincent. Wow. What about Eve? What about Eve? Born right here in Philadelphia. I mean, yeah, look. Introduced multi, to us by the roots. Introduced by the roots. Multi-platinum. Yeah. Performing artist. Yeah. With uh, the Rough Riders was her group. Rough, she yeah, wrote, that's right. She was a Rough Rider. Um, her, her, her star shined bright. It was relatively short, but that was... Her own doing. Right. She moved into other parts she moved of into media. Acting, acting and yeah. had a hit TV show. Absolutely. And then would go on to get married and have herself a, a beautiful family. Vincent. How did we forget about How that? did we forget about Eve? Yes, Alan Anthony is hitting us up, hitting us up like, <gasps> y'all left out Eve? Left out. Y'all should be ashamed for forgetting Eve. We Blue should Girl be. 718 we says, should be. It is true. Before all of you in the chat get up on your chatty high horses, none of you in the <laughs> chat last week <laughs> right, were right. shouting out Eve to, say, to us. Now, now we were taping by ourselves last week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we were in this little stream yard room right. all alone. Just, just the two of us. Yes. Just the two of so us. So don't even start. Don't well. even start. That's that's right. You know what? I was looking to see if Deborah battled because she's the <laughs> she's the one that gets the clicking. Right, she's right. the one that gets the clicking. So well, certainly apologies. All to apologies. Eve. Yes, yes, most definitely. So yeah, and and I have to say, as I you know, as I was rightfully flogged by Ariel, I admit it. Yes, we did forget about Eve. We did, and with all due respect to Bahamadia. Eve belongs on there. Quiet as kept. Eve belongs on there, but four, three times dope. Yeah. You know, I can see Schooly D from a historic point of view. I mean, you know, three times dope is sort of that, that it, it, they kind of hew that line now. I don't know, man. See, because see, now once you put Eve on there, I go back to what we were talking about last week. Like, like Eve, like Eve is on there, I would say primarily because she carried the flag out into the world mm -hmm. then meek mills needs to be on there okay meek needs to be on there but meek is still relatively relatively new okay so, so you're talking, saying this is a it's it's almost a mount rushmore yeah, situation yeah. okay and, and 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 in time he might make it up in there, time you know okay um and and okay let's do this mount rushmore of philly hip-hop and now M mount rushmore there's only four so we, you know, Lady B's up there. I mean, quietly, it's only one spot left because I think, I, I think, I think Jazzy Jeff and, J Fresh. and Fresh Prince both get a spot. Yeah, like they get their own, like they legitimately get their own spots, and then the roots just crowd up together. I see, but can you other. crowd up the roots like that? You, you absolutely do. Uh, really? You absolutely do. I mean, really? Because I could make an argument. Okay. That. A Mount Rushmore of Philly hip hop, mm -hmm. right? Lady B's, undoubtedly. Yeah, unless we're just talking about the just that last spot. Like, are you saying that there's more than one spot open, or are we just arguing about that last spot? 
No, this it, it, hear me out. Okay. Lady B. Yes. I think you throw up Quest Love represents the roots. Uh-huh. You throw up Will represents Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. And you throw up Eve. Yeah, I 100% disagree with that. So you believe that like the roots should just be all in like, there's a whole bunch of pebbles. There's absolutely no way whatsoever Jazzy Jeff nor on um, Black Thought wouldn't be up there. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm I, I, so I guess this is just going to be Mount Rushmore's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we couldn't even figure out the shirt. So I, I like, know. I didn't understand why you had gone down the poor. Like, I didn't really understand what your strategy was. I just tried to narrow it down. I was right I was, because well, we did so well when we had more choices. I was trying to give Eve all her flowers. Yeah, uh, and yeah. say that she belongs Look, on the Mount yeah. Rushmore. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. We're sorry, Eve. <laughs> Carol Blackwell is asking what we think of the show Harlem, which I believe is on an Amazon Prime show. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. Yeah, that's one of the ones I might be watching. I haven't either. Somebody I know really likes it. I think my cousin likes it. It's, mm. it, but I don't know if it's Harlem or it's another one of those shows. I call them new girlfriends. There's a couple of shows like that because there's right. actually a show like that, and I can't bring the name. Um, I don't think it's like all black girls though. On uh, Paramount. I think there's one as well because I see like the advertisement when I go there to watch Discovery. You think about um, reruns of Green Acres? No, it's not. No, it's not reruns of Green Acres. Enough of enough of you. See, he wanted the country life, but his wife wanted to stay in Manhattan. But then he said, "You are my wife," and then she said, "Goodbye, Bye, city, city life. life." And then they moved and Green Acres to the there. country. So yeah. that might be what you're thinking about reruns of Green Acres. Mm-hmm. It's got a catchy theme song, so I can see how that would get in here. See, now you... No, see, I didn't take that catnip. <laughs> I will sing that theme, theme song. Uh, how was Zsa Gabor a thing? How was she a thing? How was she actually a thing? Uh, she was a good-looking woman. I, I mean, you know... Were they... At, at that time... Was people, there a shortage? Look, she was a good-looking woman at the time Was where, there a shortage? Will you let me talk? Okay, go ahead. She was a good-looking woman, a blonde. <laughs> well, she made herself a blonde at a time when blondes were the thing, because it's the height of, like, you know, and Marilyn there weren't Monroe that many of them? Not for TV. Because they couldn't find any? Not for TV. Not would take that TV money. They were like vampire blondes? And she she was funny. She was funny. Jaja. Now, because you know they were twins. I was about to say, I'm, I'm not even sure if it was Jaja Gabor. It may have been her Eva. sister. It may have been Eva Gabor. All right. Because <laughs> one of them is actually better than the other, but they're identical twins. <laughs> so, and you can, you can differentiate. <laughs> You need to think about the decisions that you've made with your life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. See, Aaron Fry saying it was Eva. See, it was Eva Gabor that was in that was in Green Acres. I, something told me because I'm was, seeing the was, credits it, and, and it I don't see it was in Jaja. It was it was I don't the see other Jaja. One. Yeah. And uh, Alan's New Mutant is saying whose name was ever Jaja. Well, Jaja. Look, Jaja Gabor was a thing. Jaja Gabor, like, all it's you like younger Ch- it's like Charo. Now, why Charo? I don't know. But 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 to, in fairness, 
Charo was, while she was a star here, she was a big star in right. speaking her own language. Speaking her which uh, you Spanish? Know. Yes. Okay. Yes. So there you go. And so right. Eva Gabor. Eva Gabor. Was, I don't know. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Moving Ava, on. Not Eva. It was Ava. Ava. All right. Well, Moving on. There you go. Look, Deborah Battle clicking. <laughs> they were sisters, not twins. They All were right. Sisters. I thought all right, Deborah. Where were you with Eve? <laughs> right, right. I want to hear from you. When it was all about Eve. I want to hear from you for at least five minutes, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else is going on I over always, there like, on the screen? I like talking to Deborah like that from here because, right. like, like our listeners to the podcast can't can't see her, but she in her like her like her like uh, profile picture she's got like this head wrap on i just envision her like just being tough like queen latifah and that she would beat me up mm. so i i sell all my wolf tickets i mean her last name is battle yeah it's right there in the name yeah so it's like and i feel like that's not even really her name i think that's like her rap name like her rap name right right deborah battle deborah battle what right Okay. Vince, I gave you homework last week. You did. Is oh, it wait time a already? Oh, okay. It's not because we got we got listener mail. Okay. Missives from the missionaries. What we got? We do have a, a listener mail here, and I'm gonna go to my email, which All we right. got from uh Terry Plain. Hey Terry. I want to revive the argument I made last year on Facebook that Collateral starring Jamie Foxx, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Tom Cruise should be considered a black movie. Okay. Here's why. Okay. Jamie Foxx is a main character, protagonist, hero. Jada is the romantic interest. Mm -hmm. The storyline is influenced by Jamie's choices and ability to shift the plot based on his self-discovery. Jamie rescues and saves the girl. What do you say? I'll, I'll go along with it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can't knock it. that argument. Yeah, it's a good argument. That's a, that's a, that's a better argument than lethal weapon. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I decide. Uh, but right, we'll get to lethal weapon and collateral and collateral and collateral. Yes, yes, when we do Ebony and Ivory Week here on the show mission. <laughs> I mean, that's that that's actually not a bad idea for a month. It's a shame we did the Defiant ones already in um 48 hours. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um Terry also sent us an email, another email saying, "Hey, it's Terry again." Hey, Terry. Long I heard here. I heard the rebroadcast of Six Degrees of Derval Martin to Keegan-Michael Key. Okay. My path was different than Vincent's. All right. What's her path? Well, I believe Terry is a, for some reason, I think is a guy. But okay. Anyway, What's his path? It started with Dick Anthony Williams. Okay. To Denzel like Vince, mm -hmm. but veered off to Denzel to Nate Parker in The Great Debaters. Oh! Oh, okay. From there, he goes to Nate Parker to Method Man in Red Tails. Very and then nice. Method Man to Keegan Michael Key in Keanu. Thus, four moves. I like it. I do like that. This is, I mean, this again. It's 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 the aristocrats. Yes. Like it really is. Mm -hmm. It's not so much. I mean, I guess the primary goal is to win. Mm -hmm. But once you get past winning, it's how did you win? Exactly. That's fascinating to me. 
Exactly. With that in mind, yes, let's play this week's edition of Six Degrees. Six Degrees. Of Dervell Martin. Of Dervell Martin. All right. All right. And I told you last week, I gave you a heads up, Vincent. Mm -hmm. I was no longer going to take it easy on you. You did say that. I said that. I meant it. And thus, I'm giving you. Okay. In six moves or less. Six moves or less. Vincent. Yes. From Darvell Martin. Okay. Two. Two. Oh, hold on. Let me do this real quick. Here we go. All right. Let me get myself loose. Here we go. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Interesting. Okay. Duraville Martin to Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Bad thing is the only thing I, I I can't get some like it hot out of my head. That's the only thing I have with Marilyn Monroe in my head. I mean, to be to be fair. Outside of maybe two other movies, that's really all you need. All right. So, and that is with um, something like it hot. Yeah. Who are, who are my two dudes? Tony and, Curtis and Jack Lemon. Tony Curtis and Jack Lemon. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm done. Okay. I think I'm done. Yeah, about to say you get mixed up with the white. The white faces start to bl- blend. No, no, no. On. Jack Lemon was in our movie, wasn't it? Our, our um, the Jim Brown movie. No, I know which movie you're talking about. That's not Jack Lemon no. in there. No. Who did he the get? The movie where like the, it's the crime caper. Yeah. No. Who's he getting to the punch out with in that? That is. Is it? A very young Gene Hackman that plays the cop? No, Gene Hackman plays the cop, but then there's another dude who's in the gang. Then I think that's Ernest Borgnine. I think it's another dude. Just pull that up real quick for me. I think the movie is Split. Yeah, Split. Jack Uh, Lemmon's not in Split? I can tell you, it 100% is not um, Jack Jack Lemmon. Let's see. Split. Uh, Ernest Borgnine, Gene Hackman, Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a sneaky guy. In that. Warren Oates. Right. Diane Carroll. Yeah. yeah it's no not, Jack Lemon. No. Jack Klugman. Maybe Jack Klugman is maybe who I'm thinking about. It is. All right. Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis. Ah! can't think of anything there in besides Something wait like wait that. Tony Curtis mm-hmm. wait who's in the Defiant Ones Tony Curtis oh well I'm done yeah I'm done Derville Martin is in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Sidney Poitier who's in the Defiant Ones with Tony Curtis who's in Some Like It Hot with Marilyn Monroe very good, Vincent. Very good. I'm very proud of you. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. Very good. Uh, now, I will say that, as I told you, mm-hmm. you know, and I cheat because I'm, I'm doing the game, you could have gotten there in pretty much two moves. 
How many moves did I just use? I thought I just used well, two about, moves. That was about three moves. No, it was not. Sydney Portier, Tony Curtis. I actually did it in two moves. Okay, well, you could have gotten then you could have gotten there in one move. Okay. If that counts as two, then you could have got there in one move. Who? Uh Dervo Martin is in Black Like Me with James Whitmore. Oh, uh, and James Whitmore is in what? Because I know you don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm asking oh, you. James Whitmore is in the film that Marilyn Monroe makes her debut in. Mm-hmm. The Asphalt Jungle. Oh, well, not to be confused with the Blackboard Jungle, because then that'd be Sidney Portier again. Right. And not to be confused with... Oh, there was a movie that we reviewed that is basically a remake of... Um, the Asphalt Jungle, the movie with Thomas Rosalo. All right. So that's all you got is Marilyn Monroe? That's all I had. That's all I had. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't that hard at all. Uh, Alan's new mutant um, says, is asking, I don't care about the licensing costs. Can you come up with some show mission swag featuring Dervell Martin? <laughs> When you're trying to get in trouble yeah. with DeMartin. Oh. They don't they don't care what we gotta pay for. Derville Martin's people. Um these people, they are going on and on about Zsa Zsa Gabor and Ava Gabor. <laughs> they, they, this, we've we've touched a chord. <laughs> we've touched a chord. Um that's <laughs> Uh, uh, Zsa Gabor is actually two years older than Ava Gabor. Okay. Uh, because we, we, we have, they're not twins. No, no, they're not. And they, and they just seem to be going on a, like, like Farrell Blackwell can't believe it. He, he, his mind is blown by that, that they're not twins. That they're not twins. Which to be fair, they look almost exactly alike. Look. So I, I can... I until can we reviewed the movie, I thought that was appropriately enough Regina King in um, To Sleep With Anger. And it was her sister. Oh, right. Right. Um, I just saw something else here that I wanted to read to you. Um, your brother. Yes. Damon. Says, yes. And I quote. Oh, boy. No one really watches Marilyn Monroe movies. <laughs> How many movies was she in? All together? Yeah, all together. She actually was in a fair amount of movies. Um, she was in... I'm just like going real quick. She was in two, four, six, eight, a good 30 movies. Wow. I did not know that until just now. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was in a, a good 30... Like, like I, I'll be honest... I'm just looking at her filmography right now. The Asphalt Jungle is worth watching. She does nothing in it. She's she's it's her premiere, first her debut. Well, mm-hmm. not really her debut, but it's like her her big coming out. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a movie worth watching. Sure. But the movies where she's Marilyn Monroe, right, that are worth watching. Besides, some like it hot would be. If you only watch something like it hot, you really don't need to see anything else. Right, because I right, because all like like that's like this is Marilyn Monroe. Like you yes. show that to aliens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But maybe if you want to, um, some people would say 
See, gentlemen prefer blondes. And, and who's in that with her? I think she's in that with, uh, let me tell you who it is. Oh Jane God. Russell. That's right. Because it's her and Jane Russell in that movie. It's kind of like a passing of the baton. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen that in forever. Yes. Yeah, but some people would would, yeah. would would side with that. Yeah. Um. Then you can see, see The Misfits, which is Cary Grant's not Cary Grant, Clark Gable's last movie. Okay. It's her, Clark Gable, and Montgomery Cliff. That's an interesting kind of movie. <laughs> Boy, you are in your bag right now. <laughs> Boy, you got to sit over there and say Montgomery Cliff. <laughs> oh, you are in your bag right now. I like Montgomery now. Cliff. Oh, I know you like Montgomery like Cliff. Montgomery. You had a sparkle in your eye like mine when I say Thalmus Rosella. <laughs> Oh, I know you like Montgomery Cliff. I do. I do. I do. Do you know why? Because I, I've always, you know, I know everything about it, but like, finally, this was the year I finally sat down and watched From Here to Eternity. Okay. And (laughs) which Montgomery Cliff is in. That's a really good movie. If you put a gun to my head and asked me <laughs> what was from here to eternity about, you would never know. I would have, like just go ahead. Like I know it's one of those movies. It's, it's like it's about like basically th- th- this romantic movie that happens right around the attack of Pearl Harbor. I was about to say I know there's water involved. Like you always see the beach. You look, can you see Burt Lancaster's famous, famous, famous scene? You know, right now. Oh, now you pull in Burt Lancaster. Well, Burt Lancaster was a beast. Man. I, I love me. So I, I, I'll watch I a know, Burt Lancaster. I movie. know you do. <laughs> oh, you said Montgomery Cliff. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. And we continue. Anyway, Alan Zoo Mutant says that. Uh, to you, Vincent. <laughs> Marilyn represents white blonde women to the aliens. Who do we show to represent each of the other genders and races? Oh my goodness. I don't even know. I don't know. I, I, th- I know one thing. For a long time, there used to be a question like, uh, if you can invite anyone to dinner, you know, three people to dinner, mm-hmm. living or dead, mm-hmm. who would they be? And my list and it, it hasn't changed all okay. these years it would be my my mo- my mother's grandmother okay um marilyn monroe okay because she's got stories to tell right 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 and not just the the, the obvious ones right not you know, just the, the obvious but, ones. but like i'd love to hear her talk about like arthur miller yeah and, or, or like and the, joe dimaggio yeah, and mm-hmm. all of them right yeah um and, and find out you know who did it and um uh, George Perez, the comic book artist George mm. Perez. He's not... Oh, you said living or dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I say easy. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. That that was all... That, that's forever has been my three. Now, probably it would change slightly in that, you know, as much as I love my mother's mother, mm-hmm. I would probably want my mom. Right. My mom, Marilyn Monroe. But I probably couldn't take it because I wouldn't let my mom leave. So I'd probably still say my grandmother. Well, that got dark. Did it get dark? A little dark. Sorry. It's all right. It's Christmas. (laughs) There's a vein of that. That's actually part of the theme of my, like, this is is part of the theme of my list. Like, there's always a a tinge just, like, right outside your 
site. This is why I'm about to give you a little factoid, Vincent. I don't know if you know. This is why we could hang out with the missionaries. Did you know, Vincent, that 70s superstar Dervell Martin mm-hmm. played Lionel Jefferson in the unaired That's right. pilot, Those Were the Days, which became All in the Family. I actually did know that. I didn't know. That. I actually did know that. They show it periodically. Really? On like Nick at Night, or they'll show like clips from it. I did. But Aaron, that's a good pull. Did he have his, did he have the wings? He, he, yeah, he looked like Dervil Martin. Well, that's why I think he did. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. No, 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 no. He really is a great actor to kind of play around with because he, he he ends up in the in the strangest places. He does. Like he really was. It's it's funny. I always think of that that scene from Dolomite is my name, mm-hmm. where Wesley Snipes is playing him and he's you know, I'm an actor. But he really was in these spaces. Yeah. Whereas like, is that Durvel Martin? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, bless him. Yeah, really interesting career. All jokes aside, he had a really interesting career. Very much so. All right, Vince. I gave you homework last week. You did give me homework. And I gave myself homework as we challenged ourselves Mm -hmm. to come up with you putting together the ultimate Christmas music playlist. Yes. 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 Ten songs. Ten songs. Can't just pick one album. No, no, no. You said 10 songs. Mm-hmm. You did. Yes. Had the nerve to text me earlier and say, don't forget your homework. As if I've not been thinking about this nonstop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't have, what did Toya have with the new edition? Remember when she was doing the new Oh, ed- her little, her, her, her chart. Right. I don't know. I didn't have charts written out. But I did think about it extensively, and I got it down to ten. You got it down. You got it down. You whittled it down to ten. Look, man, it's a lot of good Christmas music. Now I'm curious: is this music to be played in the order in which you are going? to Absolutely. Oh, okay. it's 100. It, it's Christmas Day. Okay. It oh. is. It is Christmas Day because right. you didn't say Christmas time. Mm-mm. We didn't say, you know, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. You, we said Christmas. That's right. So I, I kind of. All right. All right. So where are we starting? We are starting in the morning. Okay. First We're starting in the, in the morning. It's, it's you know, sort of the break of dawn. It's sort of, it's finally here. Um, I will say this with the caveat, and you just said about can't pick albums. All of this is really representative of a whole field, a whole section of music that everyone should have. Okay. All right. So, you know, I'm going to start with Christmas time is here by the Vince Guaraldi trio off of the Charlie Brown Mm -hmm. special, but it goes without saying people should own that entire album. Yes. Yes. Start with Christmas time is here. Christmas time. Vince Guaraldi. It's kind of dreamy. It is. It's in the morning. There are children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think the thing about Christmas, because obviously this is all super subjective because mm-hmm. I chose it. But I do think that there's a moment 
I mean, you know, honestly, I think I would say 13, 14, where you start to have that kind of tinge of melancholy. Because mm, Christmas is the, the your feeling for the season is changing. Yeah, and and, and 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 you know, I I do think you start to realize that this is a moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, not to put too fine of a point on it, but like next Christmas could be different from this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I always like that 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 that's that that hint of melancholy mm-hmm. in Charlie Brown. So you start with Christmas time is here, mm-hmm. kind of jazzy, kind of airy. You open it up, move to okay. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas by Johnny Mathis. Okay, All Johnny right. Mathis once again, iconic Christmas music maker. Christmas. I think he had like four Christmas albums. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to remake it. You know. He was a Christmas dude. And you know, again, it's it's still kind of early. It's morning. It's it's that. So now it's breakfast. Breakfast, and it's that crispness. Like there's that kind of crisp quality mm-hmm. to Johnny Mathis. He, you know, like he's one of those old school performers. Is that his big Christmas hit? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Um, I think his whole album. Okay. Like I think he's a standards guy. Yeah, but you know how certain ones get acquainted to certain. I mean, that's what that's my go-to. Okay. All you right. know, that's right. my go-to. I think I, I think people would argue for other ones, but um. Okay. Cool. You, you know, I'm I'm a big big. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas by uh, Johnny Mathis. Um. Move into Santa Baby. Oh. <laughs> By Eartha Kitt. It's a little early. It's in a little, you know, little get a little get a, get a little spice in there. Like we got the melancholy. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. a little spice in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's just a great song. Here's my only thing about Santa Baby. Are you questioning my list? No, 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 no. All right, go ahead. No, no. I love the song. What about I love Santa what you're Baby? Doing so far. The only thing about Santa Baby is that you've got to get a certain uh uh version of it. Because the regular version, mm-hmm. I love the song. I just think it's a hair too long. Oh, you want you you want the radio edit? Yeah, because yeah. it goes it goes on like like I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. She's under like about twelve trees. I'm I'll like, allow it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'll allow it. I, I also speaking of things I had to leave off. You know, the Johnny Mathis, the Vince Guaraldi, the Eartha Kitt. This sort of represents the jazz. Okay, because it's a lot mm-hmm. of good like like. Like talking about me thinking about this, the fact that I don't have any Louis Armstrong on mm-hmm. here, or mm-hmm. Wynton Marsalis, mm-hmm. or Ella Fitzgerald, like mm-hmm. ton, like geez, like these amazing. Yeah, I mean, you could just yeah, but you know, I got ten. You pick right, like I got ten, and I've already done three. Good. Four. Now it's go time. Let's go. Now it's go time. Now it's look. Let the kids go. Mm-hmm. What Christmas means to me, Stevie Wonder. Okay. You know, because it's moving and it's mm-hmm. it's moving. And, and I will oh, say this. I'll go ahead and say, say this piece. If there's a pattern on here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. three of my 10 are Motown songs. Yes, I hear that. Because yeah. um, I, I don't think more than any other record label, like they really nailed Christmas. 
Well, yeah, and especially for if you were a black person, because that was that, that's where you went. I know. And <laughs> spoiler, I'm a black person. But you know, you talk about like I like you said it about albums, like iconic Christmas albums. Mm-hmm. Jackson Five, iconic. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, iconic. Iconic. The Temptations, iconic. Now, yeah, the Temptations. Like white people have the Temptations. Quietly, I think the Supremes' Christmas album is amazing. I don't know if I've. It's it's really good. I, I kind of went. I, album. I I went back and forth between the Supremes version of my favorite things and Santa Baby because mm-hmm. I really like their Christmas okay feel. All right. Appropriately enough, I go from what Christmas means to me mm-hmm. to the Jackson Five up on the hilltop, up on the hill, up on the housetop. Wow, so that's the Jackson 5 you're pulling. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because that's the song where they're actually kids. Okay, yeah. Like the other songs, they're singing them. You know, they're singing them. You know, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. You get a sense of Michael Jackson as a kid. Mm -hmm. And you get a little bit of the cross talk. Mm -hmm. But up on the housetop, like they they are like... They're really just talking to each other. Yeah, and it's yeah. hilarious. Yes. And I love that. And it's kids. So, you know, again, Jackson 5, iconic. Good one. So what am I know? I got one, two, three, four, five. I'm halfway down. You're halfway there. It, it, Christmas is looking good. So sounding Did, good so far. So now it's the zenith. Okay. We're at the top of the mountain. Okay. What else could you have at this point? On Christmas, at the height of Christmas, at the purest moment of Christmas joy, then this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. There you go. I mean, this uh, look. There you go. Nothing makes me happier than hearing those horns. And and whoever is playing the sleigh bells. Oh, you know that's probably Donnie. It, it's it's just so pure. Right in there. It's just so pure. It's the greatest Christmas song ever made. It's one of the greatest songs ever made. It's 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 just perfect. Yep. It's just perfect. And it's one of three songs on here that I argue, like, no one should ever remake it. Like, just put it away. <laughs> like, just go ahead and put it away. How appropriate that we're doing this movie. Look, man. People, look. I don't know disrespect to Chris Brown. I don't look Donny Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Why would somebody else even touch it? No, no. Perfect, loved by all. Now we move to something that I love: Christmas and Hollis run DMC. Mm. Christmas and Hollis run mm, DMC. Oh my goodness! You, you want to hear some hip hop heresy? You want to hear some hip-hop heresy? I'm going to say it. We've been doing this long enough that I feel secure enough with the missionaries and with you that I will go on record as saying that Christmas in Hollis is my favorite Run DMC song. Oh, wow. How you like that? Wow. How you like that? Wow. How you like that? Okay. All right. Peter Piper can pick peppers. But run rock rhymes. And they can be the king of rock. It's like that, y'all. Christmas and Hollis. Christmas and Hollis. And that's the one that's still paying the bills. I love the dichotomy of Run coming up with this ridiculous story. <laughs> what in the hell is Run talking about? 
he finds a wallet. He goes through the wallet. It's Santa's wallet. I'd never steal from Santa. It's like, well, okay, I'm glad it's Santa's wallet. He gives it back to Santa. The wallet shows up again, but the money's for him. And then run is finished. <laughs> the money's for me. <laughs> okay. So. DMC in that perfect sort of working class straight ahead DMC ness that makes us love him so much. It's Christmas Tom in Hollis, Queens. Full sentence. Mm-hmm. Mom's making chicken and collard greens. Yes, sir. He can just stop. Done. Like he can actually just stop right Done. there. It's like, wow, that's that's a good Christmas right there. Yep. Love Christmas in Hollis. Christmas in Hollis. Love Christmas in Hollis. And yes, Christmas in Hollis represents hip hop. Like, I've never been a huge fan of Christmas rap, but I acknowledge Christmas rap. Most Christmas raps, and I, I can't. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, actually, Christmas rap, like Curtis Blow Christmas rap. Oh, I song. can't stand Christmas rap. Oh, my goodness. You can't stand it? No, I'm not a Curtis Blow fan. I, I know, but. No, no. No, I don't like Curtis Blow. You don't want a new color TV no. in a stereo? No, shut up. <laughs> Actually, really like um, TLC's Christmas album, too. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Cute. It's a fun show. Fun show. All right. All right. So. I think you got three more. Oh, I got three more. Okay, three more. From Christmas and Hollis, I really do go to something. This is probably the least iconic on the list, but this means a great deal to me because it makes me think of my childhood and it makes me think of my father. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Not Alvin and the Chipmunks. Believe it or not, my father was not a big Alvin and the Chipmunks fan. I believe it. He was, however, a big blues fan. And Merry Christmas Baby by Charles Brown. Oh, shit. Is just just like that. Like, that is Christmas in the Williams household, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of boozy, bluesy, you know, please come home for Christmas. Yeah. Christmas time comes but once a year. Mm -hmm. Like, that is very much, and I said we did, I wasn't going to do Christmas Eve, but let's be clear. There were many a Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. when my godfather came over, and I would hear the clinking of of the ice in a glass and hear Charles Brown when Santa was supposed to be bringing stuff. So, Merry Christmas, baby. Uh, Charles Brown. Cool. Got two more. Okay. Got two more. All right. We're coming to the end. And there's, there's people that are shouting in the in the chat, like, you had better have X song. So, Well, number nine, in my mind. In my mind. <laughs> you got to have Solid Night by The Temptations. Yeah. You gotta have solid night yeah, too. by the temptations. Like if if it's if we're coming to the end of the day, mm-hmm. and you gotta do look, you gotta do silent night by the temptations. That's nice talking one. about, and other people do nice versions. There are, people have nice versions of silent night. Of course, I'm not going to say other people haven't sung nice versions of silent night. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to hear anybody else sing silent night there you go. except the temptations. There you go. Like if it doesn't start with in my mind, that's not silent it night. Ain't silent night nice too loud and now we come to the end okay well i'm surprised we didn't end there but okay no because now it's time to put it away mm-hmm. like this is the moment where christmas now becomes a memory mm. and you kind of idealize it 
and it's kind of perfect and and this is what i meant about like at the very beginning where you kind of know like the melon like like next year might not be this like one christmas is going to be the best christmas ever right you don't know which one it's going to be mm-hmm but one of your Christmases is the best Christmas ever. And when you remember it, you remember it in this idealized form. So, of course, the platonic ideal of Christmas can only be represented by Nat King Cole in the Christmas song. So you end with the Christmas song. Sitting by the fire. And then you put a bow on Christmas and you put it away until next year that is very good that, well that's the perfect perfect capper perfect perfect capper i can't i mean some people quibble or whatever i can't quibble with that list whatsoever vince that was beautiful well thank you that was beautiful even though miss mckeeva is, is saying um shouting out what do the lonely do at christmas good song only got 10 no i know Ain't no room for the emotions. Or is that the three degrees? That's the emotions. Yeah, ain't no room. I'm sorry. Look, I ain't got the OJs on there. The James Brown's not on there. Santa Claus didn't even go to the ghetto. No, he did not. No, he did not. Christmas and Hollis. You know what, what that makes me think of. Backdoor Santa makes me so happy every year. No Chuck Berry on there. No, no, no. You don't have my favorite Christmas song on there. Which is? My favorite Christmas song is Dreaming of a White Christmas by the Drifters. That's a good one. I can listen to that song on, I have listened to that song on repeat for a day. You know who destroys White Christmas? Like absolutely demolishes it? Who? Otis Redding. Yeah, okay. I believe it. Like, just destroys it. Like, I believe just, it, but I, I just love leaves the, it in tatters. I just, lo- I love the harmony of the drifters. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the yeah. different parts, you know, you know, highs, the lows, mm-hmm. all that. That was very good. Mm-hmm. That was very good. So, that's my 10. That's your 10. If I got to have 10, that's my 10. Very good, Vince. All right. I was given a task. Yes, you were. Of coming up with Len's ultimate Christmas movie watch list. Okay. All right. All right. Now, I too was thinking like you, Vincent, and went across genres. Ooh. I actually even thought of you <laughs> coming up with my list. Okay. You're like, mm, I got to put something on here for Vincent. All right. All right. So now, now, the only difference is is I did not list mine in, like, a, a watch order. Okay. Because you never know where the kids are going to be, where you're going to be, and stuff like that. So, the family will decide. But most of these movies, you should be able to watch with the family. Okay. Okay? I start with one that I guarantee you will think it's too grown up for the kids, mm-hmm. but they will love you if you present it to them. Is it The Exorcist? That was number 11. Got you. Got you. Didn't quite make it. All right. But my first one was Gremlins. <laughs> 
That's a good pull, though. <laughs> that's a good pull, that's a right? Good pull. Yeah, that's a good pull. And it's a movie. Yeah. That the kids will absolutely eat that up. No, no, maybe not like the toddlers. Yeah, yeah. But if your kid's like about nine, ten years old. Oh, yeah, no doubt. They can eat no up doubt. the gremlin. Yeah, they yeah. love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. They'll turn to you and say, I want a gremlin. Yeah. And you're like, go to eBay. Did man. you watch the movie? <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. All right. I like that. All right. Then I go to a film that we have reviewed. Okay. And as I look at my list, it's the only film on here that we've reviewed. Okay. But it was a surpri- got a surprisingly not a bad review for, for us. Okay. And that is The Best Man Holiday. Okay. All because right. I could see that as a film that the family perhaps sits down, you know, with brunch, friends come over, mm-hmm. you're sitting there, you're watching the movie, you're talking back to the movie. Oh no, she did and oh my goodness, you know, all that crazy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. with the with the, the the tape and you know, everybody seeing the 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 the, the film and all this all the crazy stuff. So the best of been holiday. And it's got my melancholy in it. It does. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. <clears throat> I go now to a movie that is set at Christmas. It has probably become a standard in some homes at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think the kids, again, the kids will enjoy it. And the parents probably haven't seen it for quite some time. Okay. And it will be fun. Okay. That is Home Alone. Home Alone. Like, when's the last time you watched Home Alone? Uh, it's been years. See? Yeah. It's but it's a years. dumb, fun movie. Oh, yeah. It's lots of fun. Yeah, this, this is a solid list. I like to think so. So far, so good. Okay. Now, I'm an old movie guy. Yes. You want to have something with Montgomery Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> Montgomery Cliff was a very serious actor. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of time for the jolly. Okay, okay. But... I did find a movie with Jack Lemmon. Okay. That is set around Christmas. Interesting. And this might be a film that is my, mm, this is definitely mom and dad watching it. Okay. And it is The Apartment, a Billy Wilder film. Yeah, I was about to say. It was a play, wasn't it? It was a play. Yeah. But then a a movie with Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine Uh in her debut. Yeah. It's a great film that takes place across Christmas into New Year's Eve. Um, it has laughs. It has a little bit of drama, mm-hmm. a lot of drama actually. So, but definitely romantic. Fred McMurray as a as a villain, and yeah, Academy Award winning best movie, and one of my ten favorite movies of all time. I have not seen The Apartment in maybe 20 years. You should sit down with Wendy and watch The Apartment. Because it's one of the few films where Fred McMurray plays. He's the heavy. A, a villain, yeah. He's the heavy in there, yeah. Inter- this is an interesting list. Okay, all right. Like all right. It. All right. Now, while I'm rummaging around my TCM bag, <laughs> yes, my Turner Classic Movies bag, I found a movie that is definitely a Christmas staple. Mm-hmm. Has been remade a couple of times, mm-hmm. but the original is always the best. Okay. And that is James Stewart in The Shop Around the Corner. 
I don't know if I've ever seen that. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. You don't know about the shop around the corner? I don't know. Educate me. Oh, my gosh. The shop around the corner is basically a, a film about James Gar- James Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. I'm calling him James. Um, Jimmy Stewart. He is the manager of a, of a store. Mm-hmm. It's set in Budapest. Because at the time it's made, Budapest is like, you know, all cool and stuff like that. It's pre-war. Um and this woman comes and works at the store and she has a pen pal that she is kind of like falling for. Jimmy Stewart has a pen pal that he's falling for. They Neither of them know that it's each other. Oh. And this movie has been remade most most famously in yeah. You Got Mail. Right. With Tom Hanks. Okay. Um, it is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. Because okay. it's all centered around, like, it's a little boutique. Okay. And it's about the people, like, you know, shopping for the, um, shopping for gifts. It's with uh, Jimmy Stewart and Margaret Sullivan. Okay. Who plays the love interest in that film. It's from, ni- it's from 1940. Okay. It's old. So, it's, like I said, it's pre-war. Right, 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 right. But a great film. A great film. So, those are my two Turner Classic movie. Indulgences. It's your list. Okay. Then I thought of Vincent. All right. Here we go. All right. What we got. All right. So then I said, all right, well, Vince likes big, dumb action. I do. So I got to give Vincent big, dumb action. All right. What you got? And I came with two for you. Nice. One, which I know if you had your druthers, you probably would watch every single Christmas. Yes. And that would be Rocky (laughs) Four. Is Rocky Four a Christmas movie? Yes, yes, it is set during Christmas. Yes, I guess it is. Yes, Rocky Four colon the montage. Watch that film. Interesting. I mean, I'm always up to watch Rocky Four. I just never thought of it as a Christmas film. <laughs> well, it is now. All right, all right, I'm with it. Then I thought, mm. so like Apollo Creed died for our sins. He did. Mm. Mm. Then I said, okay. But that's fisticuffs. Yes. Vince likes gunplay. I do. He likes running around. He likes, you know, some action star fighting against all odds against these big forces against them. Yes. And and coming out victorious. I do. So then I reached into my action movie Christmas bag. Okay. And I pushed aside Die Hard. Oh, come on, man. Wait a minute. Why are you toying with my emotions? Because you've seen Die Hard a thousand times. I have. But when's the last time you pulled up your chestnuts to watch The Long Kiss Goodnight? Oh, that's really interesting. That's a really good movie, that's too. Fucking great. That's a great movie. Is that a Christmas movie? Yes. Set in. Remember, there's a scene where she actually is swinging on Christmas lights. You're right. You are right. You are right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. All right. All right. (laughs) Sharon Eldridge says, I've never seen Vince this attentive. This is all very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
All right, then, okay, I said I, I got to give the the ladies something. Uh-oh, something for the ladies. They got the best man I'm about to say the best night holiday. But to give them something that's just for them. Like they're doing. Distinctly for them. New edition stuff. And all for right. the black ladies. Oh, all right. They were doing the new edition stuff. No, 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 no. All right, well, there you go. See, they got that. All but right. then something that speaks to, I think, maybe speaks to the women and them. And that I started thinking about Queen Latifah. Which okay. took me to last holiday. Oh. Now I know what you're saying. It's <laughs> it's about her possibly spending like her last holiday. Right, right, right. I mean, but if you've right. seen the film before, yeah. you know, it's a romantic comedy. All right. So you know it's not gonna, you know, yeah. it, it's cool. It's cool. All right. Look. Hey. There's gotta be something on while you're eating. Look. Oh look. look. Last holiday is on while you're eating. And it's, it's cool. It is certainly it's something cool. you can watch folks. You don't know what's up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> now, the kids are back. The kids it's, are back. It, it, you're sitting at the oh, sitting down. You want to watch some movies with the kids. Yes. So you start with a movie that reminds them of the fun they had in the morning, but gives them a window into the hell that you went through so that they could have their fun. Okay. And that would be Jingle All the Way. One Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was about to say, yeah, and Sinbad. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yes, crazy movie, but yeah. funny, and and the the dearly departed Phil Hartman in that movie. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. That's that's. What year is that? Oh, I started to write down the years and I didn't. It's got to be ninety something. I was just wondering how close that was to the Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, I think it's actually a few years after it, Cabbage it, it probably, 19, Yeah, Yes, because it's 1996. Okay, all right. Yeah. That was my rite of passage. When I was 13, I think I went to Toys R Us with my mother looking for Cabbage Patch dolls for my sister. That was that was a wild year. The year of the height of the Cabbage Patch, my, my mom was a buyer for Gimbals. Oh. And I definitely that year, because for a long time, she mostly was a... Uh, a buyer for the women's department, mm -hmm. like women's and juniors. But there was one, a couple of years where she actually was a buyer for the children's and toy department. Mm -hmm. And she was buying for the toys department the year that Cabbage Patch hit. And my mom, she, if she was here, she would tell you this story so proudly that it was like about, I think, probably Christmas, no, January. It was January of that year. And she was, you know, doing her shopping for, you know, because you shop so much earlier for what's going to come at the end of the year. And she was at some place in New York and I, some guy told her, he's like, B, I'm telling you. And he showed her a cabbage patch. The kids are going to want this this year. It hadn't hit yet. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, it's a baby doll with mm -hmm. dimples. And he was like, no, B, I'm telling you. And she went home. She thought about it. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. She placed an order. And then she had a second thought about it. And she called him back two days later. And she tripled her order. Mm. So, Mom with the instincts. So when Cabbage Patch blew up that year, Gimbal's was the place that didn't run out. Mm. I mean, they eventually run out. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. sold like crazy. Yeah. 
but that was the last like people were like yo gimbal still has them right and people were racing the gimbal yeah and my dad was a truck driver so he had various hookups for toys and things mm-hmm. but we found ourselves in a toys r us me and my mom when i was like a young teenager and i've never forgotten being in that toys r us with all those women fighting over them dolls wow like it was real real it was re- oh it was real it, it was, was real. real it was real real crazy real. but jingle all the way jingle i thought way. really captured that yes that that mania mm-hmm. from it yeah all, all right. right so now we come to the close all right it's the last film now you're going to disagree with this one okay this one's not for you but i want you to sit there okay like the the family may have to sit on top of you to make you watch this film. Okay. And it's a film because I wanted to give people a film to that's still Christmassy, still Christmassy, but a film for them to discover. Oh. So it's a film that you most people likely haven't watched. Okay. But I believe that if you sit and watch it, you will enjoy it. Okay. Because it is Christmassy. Mhm. It's a musical. Okay. And It has zombies. <laughs> and this would be Anna and the Apocalypse. And you I actually want to watch that. I just haven't seen it yet. Yes. No, how much it's a the kids are gonna be Christmas watching. musical. It's a musical, Vince. Okay. And it's Christmas. And it's Christmas and it's zombies. And it's zombies. All right. The kids can take well, okay. Maybe not Adam. Maybe. But Camille could definitely definitely watch the musical with the zombies. Yes. All right. Anna and the Apocalypse is how you close out your Christmas night. Well, that is quite the eclectic list. Ah, well, thank you. So you you approve of my list? I approve of the list. The vast majority of those films I would watch. Not you're not lining up for Anna and the Apocalypse. No, no, no. I, that's near the top of the list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. And no, Deborah Battle. There's no Elf. There's no Christmas Story. I went. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could you turn on Ace. You, you, you know, throw a rock TV. and hit those. Yeah. Yeah. Throw a rock and hit those. No. 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 I'm actually surprised they still play. It's a Wonderful Life. Quite honestly, they don't play it as like as much as much. Yeah. But um, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. How have you never seen It's a Wonderful Life? I never. Like, how is that on. even possible? I never turned it on. It's a good movie. So I've heard. It's good. Eventually, I'll see it. Why are you resisting it? It just doesn't interest me. It looks very saccharine. It's actually kind of it's it's kind of dark yeah I, I, over the years i've learned more and more of this yeah story and i learned it's actually a little dark like it get it has the uh like because everyone always shows that last scene with him running in at the end yeah right? but it, it, it's a whole movie before that yeah yeah i don't know i don't know and like <laughs> like it starts with him about to kill himself i know and then right. it kind of goes from there i know i like i and, and don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a huge Jimmy Stewart fan. I mean, of course. But I just I, I mean, he's no Montgomery Cliff, but <laughs> <laughs> you want to stop coming for me? <laughs> I 
I will not have this disparaging of Montgomery Cliff. <laughs> no, um, yes. <laughs> Don't want the Cliff Estate on us either. <laughs> anyway. Are you ready to get into our review? I am ready. I <laughs> think we are fully in the Christmas spirit. So, we are. yes. We are. So, let's get into our review, ladies and gentlemen, of this Christmas. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. them six o'clock right you should have told them four because then they would have been here on time what your christmas spirit at come on oh, there's nothing like the holidays hey are you guys merry, merry christmas, christmas. Hey. you got a name Holmes? um um she did always like them articulate <laughs> to make you want to come home. What's with that thing, man? My ladies, you want to spend time with brother? <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> you mind, though? Just pass the plate over here and I'll chew it for him, too. Shut up, <laughs> And nothing like your relatives. What are you doing in your mother's house? Bad girl? To make you wish. Where are you going? Out. I'm coming with. I'm good by myself. Thanks. I want to go, too. We're going. I just gotta find the right way and the time to tell her, that's all. Them young girls, they don't forget it. Well, I'll be damned. It's impossible for that boy to be honest with you. Honest about what? Where's Clyde? He's AWOL. He's in jail. I came home because I promised Sandy. Who's Sandy? Do I know you? That's your daughter-in-law. Got this is not funny. No, it's not, but I'm gonna keep drinking until it is. Is everybody keeping secrets from me now? <laughs> Sit up when I'm talking to you. This November. Y'all want me to make something? No. Merry Christmas. What is it, baby, that you can't exactly tell me? There's no place. You were pretty naughty last night, but uh, Santa can't say it wasn't nice. <laughs> you slept with Santa? Technically, yes. Ho, ho, ho. Like family. I've never seen her this happy. She's loving that everybody's here. I hope that every Christmas is as wonderful as this Christmas. This Christmas. We gotta make cookies for the kids to leave Santa. He's already had Kelly's cookies. Yes, we will. This Christmas, a 2070 comedy romance. 2070? I said 2007 comedy romance. It sounded like you said 2070. A 2007. You thought it was from the future? <laughs> I thought you thought it was from the future. This Christmas, a 2007 <laughs> comedy romance. At holiday time, family matriarch. Madeer Whitfield assembles her large brood for their first reunion in four years. However, family ties show signs of strain when various secrets come to light, especially concerning Marine Claude's true military status, Quentin's debts, and teenage baby's secret plans to become a singer. Hmm. 
directed and written by Preston Whitmore. This Christmas stars Deep Breath, <gasps> Regina King, Lauren London, Loretta Devine, Sharon Leal, Idris Elba, Chris Brown, Columbus Short, Delroy Lindo, Keith Robinson, Laz Alonzo, with special appearances by Makai Pfeiffer, Ricky Harris, Blink and You Miss Him, Brandon Jackson. <laughs> This Christmas on this episode was the choice of Lynn Webb. Lynn, what do you have to say about this Christmas? This is a movie that a lot of people told me that uh, had become a Christmas staple for them. You know, we're talking about Christmas movies Mm -hmm. and how some um, channels replay uh, a Christmas story all day long. Mm-hmm. Some play Elf. Um, some play, you know, the Jimmy Stewart movie you had, you had just mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Um, th- and there are some families that make sure that they sit down to watch this Christmas every year. And this is a movie that I had actually never seen. I'm not, I like a romantic comedy, but for the most part, I find myself as much as I like them, shying away from a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not hardcore romantic comedy, but it seemed like, you know, like kind of like, you know, almost like a Black Lifetime type of movie, right? Mm. And it's chock full of so many stars that you're like, all right, are are is anyone really going to get a lot of meat to eat in this movie mm-hmm. so like and so I just I, I just never came around to to seeing it um so I was actually happy to watch this and and then honestly over the years then you know the thing with uh one of the stars Chris Brown who became like a bit of a problematic figure mm-hmm. over the years so it's like oh I'm I'm not gonna go back to that movie no but for this exercise, I sat down to watch this Christmas, which is a very interesting film in its depiction of a black family, a very well-to-do black family, I would say. Mm. Black family that lives in uh, California in a huge house. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is an enormous, they live in a manor. This is where they live. Well, it's a lot of them. Well, it's a lot of them. Um, and the first thing that I appreciated was that, oh, this ain't nothing but Jefferson's the movie. <laughs> because if Wheezy and George had kept, kept having babies mm-hmm. after Lynam, it would have been all these kids. They would have moved out of their apartment mm-hmm. and they would have moved into this great big house. And they probably would have moved out to California because they ain't moving to Florida. Mm. So they're going to move to California where it's sunny. So that's what this is, because you learn that this is a movie about a family that has cleaners. Right. And that's how they make their dough. That's why they are all well to do. That's why all the kids are getting dividend checks for Christmas. Right. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I like this. And what I liked about that aspect of it is that that is very much doled out in the script as opposed to being an exposition dump 
mm-hmm. that sometimes you find at the top of a lot of films and a lot of black films. It's a big exposition dump about what everybody done. Everybody gives their resume and things like that. And I didn't find that or I didn't hear that as much with this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit of it, but not it's not as forced. So I so that told me, okay, this might be a little cut above what's happening. Then, like you said, it stars Loretta the Divine, Delroy Lindo, two seasoned pros, favorites mm-hmm. here on the mission. Um, as this uh more or less the the uh the matriarch and maybe patriarch of this family sure, sure. um and their relationship their chemistry you know the, like pops off the screen you love seeing the, the, the displays you love to seeing the displays of black love on screen across the ages right so that was a beautiful thing to say and 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 vibrant black love, mm-hmm. playful black mm-hmm. love, sexy black right love, yeah yeah know? so i appreciated that 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 was cool um you Get the senses when you've got all these kids. All right. Each kid is going to come with their own plot device, mm-hmm. you know, yep. so that, you know, that's what's going to happen. So you get Regina King with uh, in this film with her husband, who is played by when I get his, his name, Laz Alonzo, Laz Alonzo, you know, you, you, you are introduced to trouble in their in their <laughs> marriage like right from the door like you know you see them together and next thing you know you see him dipping on the phone tipping on the phone with some uh, other chick mm-hmm. you know who if you didn't think that he was speaking to the other woman her being on the line in her lingerie <laughs> is the visual cue that you need yes. that this is in fact oh yes it sounds like they're talking about business, but they're not really talking about business. They're really talking about they're business. They're talking about business. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, all right, we see what's happen- happening here. Um, then you get Sharon Leo's character, who's the other sister, who is the successful lawyer. Um, but because she's a, a successful lawyer, she hasn't found her way to finding a man. Mm-hmm. Of um, course. Then you have the brother who's coming in straight laced from the military. Hey, I'm home, mom. <laughs> but he's hiding a secret off in a Ramada Inn mm. where he stashed his white wife. Mm. Um, then you have Lauren London's character who I'm, who <laughs> I'm not exactly, she's not a daughter. No, she is a daughter. I, but But I'm not sure if she's has the same father as the other children. I think they all have the same father. I don't know because they because they make it a point of her saying like he. She shows up with her boyfriend. She's she's back from college, right? With her with her boyfriend, uh, played by Keith Robinson, her mm-hmm. her her boyfriend, uh, Devon, right? As he wants to make sure everybody gets it correct, is Devon. But they make a, a, there's a line reading about, you know, like, um, Joe's not my father. Yeah, Joe's not my father. But Joe's not any of their father. Well, Joe, who was played by Delroy Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, but then they say, what happened to your, her boyfriend says, well, what happened to your father? Somebody says something about what happened to your father. Mm-hmm. And they make an illusion, oh, her father is not here. And, I, but 
when they made that pointed reference to her, I'm thinking that they're saying her father is a totally different person than their father. That's no. what I, that's how yeah, I, I think it's the same dude. It's so the jazz, the same, play, right, the jazz player. He's just not there. The ex, the ex-husband right. of Loretta Devine's character. Right. Madeer. Yes. The senior. A, yes, he's senior. Yes, senior is all of their father. It's all of their fathers. Yeah. He was a jazz musician who right. went off to sow his jazz oats. Yes, play jazz. Play jazz. And we learned that he... He and Loretta Devine, through the miracle of miracles, their first child was a British child. (laughs) 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 Named Idris Elba. But they called him Quentin. Yes, yes. Who followed in his father's footsteps trying to make it in the music business but seemingly has run afoul of some bookies and is owes a large debt mm-hmm. to one who was who was uh racing on his heels uh to get his get their money back his accent slips every now and then oh it don't slip <laughs> That John Niagara falls out his mouth. It's so weird because he's so good at an American accent. But here's the thing that it's interesting that this was the first thing that I noticed in this movie. I noticed the um, the credits and Idris Elba. Because when we think of Idris Elba in 2021, Idris Elba is one of the biggest stars in the world. Mm -hmm. But Idris Elba in 2007 is just third or fourth listed in the casting on this film. Right? Right. At the end of the, when they're giving, showing all of the performers in this film, mm-hmm. it says special guest star Makai Pfeiffer, right. who will become a love interest for the Sharon Leo character. Right. But then it says, and Regina King. Right. They do that because, one, in 2007, despite the pedigree of Loretta Devine and Delroy Lindo, and in 2007 of Idris Elba, Mackay Pfeiffer, who admittedly is just a little blown up cameo in this movie, mm-hmm. but more importantly, Regina King, they are the big stars in this film. Right. Those are the big names. Those are the big gets that probably gets this movie greenlit mm-hmm. with Preston Williams um, at, at signed on to write and direct it. And I think Makai Pfeiffer is one of the producers. Well, and th- but that's probably one of yeah. the reasons, another reason why he gets why in he's there. In there yeah. Makai Pfeiffer is a name at this time. Right. You know, 2007, he, he's a star from the, from the 90s. And so is Regina King. Idris Elba's uh, cred is, is on the rise. Yeah. He's on the rise here. So when I say to, to say that this is still very early in Idris Elba's filmography. He's been on the wire for five years, though. Like, he know how to talk like an American. Hell, he knows how to talk like he's from Baltimore. Well, that's the thing. He, he was on the wire for five years, right? 
learning to speak American, but with a Baltimore accent. Mm-hmm. Now he's still he's trying to bring do American, but with a, a touch of something different. But he doesn't want to be Baltimore because these people aren't from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to he's trying to affect a different American <laughs> accent here. Okay. And he's having trouble with it. Yes, he is. He's having he's he's having a very bad time. It's a little distracting. It's actually. very, very <laughs> distracting. It is. But continue. You've got Quentin, who's also British. <laughs> also British. <laughs> um but it was all but it's also distracting about him is that Idris Elba is still Idris Elba. So Idris Elba is still Stalking around this house. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go he, ahead. Idris Idris is just he is just he is just moving around this house. And I don't care what anybody says. There is no way that that man is related to this to family. That <laughs> is not. Oh, that is so funny. It is not possible. Is that man like if you gave birth to Idris Elba, you would not have any other children. I'm done. I am not going to do better than Idris Elba. Also, he's gonna eat them when they're born. Every time he walks up behind them, doesn't he dude? You think it's the jungle book where he's just about to I'm telling you, man. Oh boy, that is so funny. Because it's real, dog. It's real. It just doesn't make it's it's distracting. But go ahead, because you still got like 37 cast members. There's 30. Dude, there's so much story in this movie. There's so there's so much story in this movie that there is plot brought up that goes nowhere. You hear Loretta Divine talk oh, man. to her. I believe. So funny. I believe they have a Hispanic maid. That yes, this is bopping around the house yeah, every she, once she, in a while. She's there, the Hispanic version of Alice. Right, is what I got. It, she doesn't seem to move from the counter. Every oh, time you see her, hey, she's at the counter. Hey, that's her base of operations in the kitchen. But there's an allusion to you know the kids may or may not know that mom Madeir is divorced from their father. Yes, um, which doesn't make any type of sense because you learn that Joe Delroy Lindo, they're in a relationship and Joe has been living there since Lauren London's character went to school, went away to school which was seven years. Yeah, But has been part of the family. But it's been It sounds like like damn near their whole lives. Yes, because everybody like loves him. Right. You know, um, he says something to Quentin about when Quentin was in the sixth grade. Right. And got into a fight. I was there. Even though Quentin doesn't seem to like really get get along with joe mm-hmm. i guess because joe is the guy that is you know with his mom right he's learning this even though well, i think on the low he doesn't get along with him because joe kind of looked like quentin and quentin kind of looked like joe let's put a pin in that circle back to that i mean that's where i'll start because they're both tower over everybody else <laughs> in the freaking movie like and then when you see a, a quick glimpse of seniors like that man did not <laughs> With Loretta, the with no, he, not, 
We'll talk about the apex predators <laughs> just walking around the house. Right, right. Because Delroy Lindo, I, Joe. I know. I know. No, yo, I'm telling you, Joe is like, like you know how like on every movie, like there's always some character who's like a chef or who's a painter, but you learn that he was also, you know, a Navy SEAL. <laughs> right, right. Or ex-CIA right. or something. Was it a right. secret service? Right. You know, he's the one that took the bullet for Reagan or something right. like that. Joe <laughs> got his fingers in everything, dog. Joe, Joe's raising Chris Brown up as oh, a young buck. Oh, my goodness. Joe all of a sudden knows about, you know, Quentin's debts. Joe is like the, the deacon of the church, so much the deacon that the pastor says, and now we're going to have a few words from Joe. I'm like, ain't this your show? You're the pastor. Like, the deacon's supposed to introduce the the pastor, not the other way around. Look, Delroy Lindo asks you to do something. Um, that's yeah, I think you have to do it. Joe reaching in his back pocket, taking out ten thousand dollars cash in new bills, and like, yeah, you gonna take this yeah. and keep a stepping? Joe, yo, I'm waiting for the sequel this Christmas: colon the secret of Joe. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on with Joe? Yeah. Joe is like. Like Joe is the original Magic Negro. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, what's going on? Like, and then Sharon Leal, she somehow seems to know that you know Regina King's husband is a bad dude. Why? We don't know. She saw the area code on the phone. No, that's later in the oh, movie. Right. But she comes in with a a, a be up her bonnet about yeah. dude in now, her defense. He's an asshole from the moment he comes on the screen. Well, that's true. Okay. That's true. The only interesting thing that this movie does is that it takes the historically strong black female character that we are used to seeing Regina King play in every one of her films mm -hmm. and turns it on her head on its head. Mm -hmm. Because Regina King. I don't know who she is. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know any black woman that is cutting her husband's meat when he has two functioning hands. That was a weird moment. That was like I thought that, maybe you know. I was waiting for them to tell us something as to why it went to that length. I thought maybe it was a thing. Like, like I don't know every. Like, I don't know all the black people. I thought well, maybe no. that's a thing. I ain't never heard nobody cutting. A no. grown man's meat from like no that, that never that, happened. That was a weird moment. That it, with two, I'm waiting for like he don't have no cast on his hands or anything like that. Right. It made absolutely no sense. Yeah, that was a weird moment. It, it, I mean, so, but I appreciated that Regina King is it's gets to play a different character. Sure. Now, maybe it's my my Regina King bias. Mm-hmm. I don't 100% buy her as that character. Right. I don't think um, try those she might. And I think it's probably because scenes like that just border on the, oh, get the hell out of here. Right. And it just doesn't, it doesn't read as true. Authentic. And I like Laz Alonzo, but Laz Alonzo just doesn't had a presence for me to believe. Well, that, unfortunately, that, uh, 
a character he's playing no could do something like that no no could like pull that off you know yeah with because, regina king because like i said because from the very beginning of the movie he's twirling his mustache i know but it, it it just doesn't read yeah it doesn't read right you know um uh, uh and and speaking of presence sharon leal she's trying to come off as like a little a little bit of a you know like uptight little, mm-hmm. a little bitchy mm-hmm. i don't necessarily 100 read that off of her either yeah you know she has a funny scene when she has to tip it tiptoe in after spending the night with makai pfeiffer and that's a, a very great scene is is well shot and it's funny and it's cool but other than that i don't believe her character mm-hmm. um Loretta Devine. I usually like Loretta Devine. She's like just kind of like a little milk toast in this movie. I don't think the movie gives her much to do. Her character bounces out of being like, you know, uh, dominating and then sometimes just a little placid and little airheady. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 military son who is played by I think that's Columbus Short. Yes, Columbus Short. Um, I don't buy him. I don't right, buy him right. as a military guy. I don't buy him. He, he seems to be like a little trouble. Maybe has a little bit of anger issues, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even buy that. I don't buy any. He doesn't have any chemistry with the woman that is playing his wife. Right, right. Um, the, quite as kept. None of the couples, I think, have much chemistry. There's maybe there's chemistry between Delroy Lindo and Loretta Devine. I was about to say they're the they're the sexy ones. They're the sexy ones. Yeah. And there's maybe a little hint of chemistry between Mackay Pfeiffer and Sharon Leal. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more Mackay Pfeiffer. Right. And they're just and solid actors. They're solid actors. Yeah. And 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 admittedly. I will say this about the movie also. It plays it right in that they just got together. Right. It doesn't play them as like the immediate love of each other's lives. Right. Right. But like to me, there's so much plot in this movie. There's a little bit of inconsistencies. There's a a Soul Train dance line that goes on way too long at the end of this movie. Why are there not credits over it? Um, That when I, I was I was thinking like I came up with this ultimate Christmas movie list mm-hmm. prepare to put this on that list right right because so many people came for it right and I just couldn't sure. and I was prepared to say that okay but at the end of the day it's an okay movie and I like it right but I really can't it just yeah. fell off to me I, I can't even work up that much energy look it's a soul food riff We've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost it's almost like build a movie mm-hmm. where you know you kind of you, you kind of have a buffet of plots that you kind of pull from, and you know that like you said, there's the professional sister that that can't have a personal life. This is the ne'er do well son. Mm-hmm. This is you know the 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 domestic sister, but she has some type of domestic situation. Right. Kind of mix it up. I thought it was pretty innocuous, much like you. There's there there is way too much going on in this movie. Like 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 frankly, frankly, I feel like I almost feel like um I just lost the director's name. Almost feel like 
Preston Whitmore didn't trust himself. Yeah. Like every now and then I'll see a, a paper from a student and they'll try and jam everything in it mm-hmm. because they don't trust themselves mm-hmm. to write a five page paper yep. on one subject. Yep. yep. And that's what that this felt like. Columbus Short's plot, like you said, I think it, it did Columbus Short enough. I like Columbus Short. I should probably start there. I really like this cast. Like I, I like I yes. like I like everyone in this like like I don't know who was involved in casting it, but I really like all of the players mm-hmm. in general, like mm-hmm. in other things, including Laz Alonzo, who yeah. who who I have to say, I was concerned for a while that Laz Alonzo was gonna get caught in what I think happened to Mel Jackson appropriately enough because mm. um Makai Pfeiffer in this Mel Jackson for those of you who don't remember played the character in Soul Food yeah who got the job mm-hmm. for uh Lim yeah which is who Makai Pfeiffer played and I maintain that Mel Jackson played an asshole so well in Soul Food that I think it kind of kneecapped his career yeah like people don't like Mel Jackson right as opposed to the character so Really happy for Laz Alonzo in The Boys. Like, I'm oh, glad yes. like he's gotten in. Mother's Milk. Yeah. So it's a good cast. But yeah, Columbus Short's plot doesn't need to be there. You, you know, it, it, it is kind of strange looking at it in 2021 because you can see that this was stage one. Mm-hmm. of introducing chris brown yeah to this new like you could tell they were trying to highlight chris brown regardless of what happened that whole plot with chris brown and singing wasn't really necessary no. you talked about lauren london's character she actually doesn't even have a plot like she comes home with this boyfriend and you kind of wait for something that's gonna happen with the boyfriend but nothing ever happens. No, and and they they they're just there. They're just taking up space. There's so much going on. I like Sharon Leal. Sharon Leal is another one of these actresses that I, I, I'm a little frustrated about because I like her, but I rarely see her in anything mm-hmm. where people let Sharon Leal have the space mm-hmm. to do something. Right. Regina King is fantastic because she's Regina King. Like I think Regina King can just be in stuff Mm -hmm. much like you i laughed so hard when you talked about idris elba idris elba and delroy lindo i don't know what movie they're in i know but they're not in this sort of frivolous no soul food riff like there are two or three scenes where it's idris elba and delroy lindo alone with each other Mm mm-hmm and you find yourself like gripping your chair like you don't know what's about to happen. I know. They are so intense. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is a dumbass Christmas movie. <laughs> like there are, you're talking about the Soul Train line. There are two scenes with the Soul Train line. Are there? Remember they have a quick one. Oh, that's and right. then they have one at the like. There's that's a movie right, yeah. with two Soul Train lines, and Macaw Pfeiffer is in a Santa Claus outfit. I'm gonna need both of y'all to dial it back. To dial it back a lot. Yes, yes. 
So it's way too much going on. It's it's it, you know again, Delroy Lindo and and Idris Elba are really just too much. Mm. They're really just too much for this movie. Yeah. Um. It was nice to see Loretta Devon. Much like you, I I I, I also like sexualized older couples, mm-hmm. and I really like that first scene where you know Loretta Devon actually has on like like the sexy silky robe mm-hmm. and he's in the bed with no shirt on i'm like all right i like this that's nice but the parts that you like it's not enough space You're right to spend with because it's everybody has yeah. some kind of plot within five minutes it's 20 people in like you're talking about columbus short's character doesn't have any chemistry with his secret white wife they don't have a chance to have any chemistry they're in, I think, maybe two, three scenes. And by two, three scenes, are they actually in the same scene together? Besides the end, no, they're they're because they, they're on right. He sees her at the club. Sees her. At the so club. okay, we'll count those thirty seconds. They're together, and then after that, they're just yeah, on the phone that, with each it, other. Yeah, because then after that, he's in jail. Right. So, you know, you don't get any exploration of that. You, you, no. we, we talked about Sharon Leal and Makai Pfeiffer, but the vast majority of that coupling happens off, off screen. screen. Yeah. So true. you don't get that. There's there's this weird tonal thing with I don't know how seriously I'm supposed to take this issue with Quentin's debts. Yeah. Because these two these two heavies mm-hmm. are played comedically yes half the time yes uh and, and and real quick just shout out to uh ronnie warner as dude and and david banner and and david david banner missed his calling david banner yeah. every time i've seen him act i was about to say he's a good actor he's, he's solid he's a solid actor but i can understand people liking this movie i mean it's it's Again, it's it's. I mean, there's dumbass movies, but then there's just. It's not even a dumbass movie, though. I think it's just. Again, it's a soul food riff. Like I think there, I think people like soul food riffs. Like you get these yeah, families but... together, and you know we had not one but two dinner scenes with the overhead shot of the yeah, food being passed yeah, around, yeah. and I I think there are better soul food riffs than this. Oh, I don't disagree with you. But I, I also just think, like people like soul food riffs. Like, like I like I like soul food movies. I like when families they come together. And I mean, there there are three versions of this movie set at Christmas. I think. Yeah, true. Very so, true. you know, the the cast is way better than the material. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't, I don't care. All right, fine. <laughs> so, you mentioned in giving your ultimate Christmas uh, music playlist. Mm-hmm. You championed for This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Yes. As a song that nobody ever needs to touch. No. Chris Brown lays his hands on This Christmas in this film. Yes, he does. This Christmas. He does indeed. And there are people. I mean. And nobody capes. Nobody. No. First of all. Nobody capes for this over, right? Donny Hathaway. Yeah. There's nobody that I know. I right, know right, right. Kids. But but all we know are people that yeah, that know better. 
<laughs> um, but I'm curious because this Christmas is a it's a song that has been covered before. Yes. What do you think of Chris Brown's rendition? I don't. I don't understand. I didn't understand either that like we like like in my mind you're bearing the lead. Like I was sitting there with my mouth open and somebody told this boy to sing some Otis Redding. I know. I know. I was I, know. I just it's all soulless. I mean he can sing. Like he has a nice I mean he he doesn't sound I mean, bad he when he opens up his right, mouth. He doesn't sound, but I also don't think he can't sign. It would be difficult for me to hear him sing something and I say oh that's Chris Brown mm -hmm. like there's nothing actually singular about his voice exactly to me. no it's not it's not or at least not here in 2007 right mm -hmm. like I would never say oh Chris Brown can't sing like I wouldn't say that but there's nothing about his voice mm -hmm. that makes me say Oh, that again. Oh, that that's Chris Brown singing that. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. So, you know, obviously I didn't like it, but I, again, like you could tell it wasn't for me to like, like, like you could tell it, and it is kind of fascinating to see this sort of dead end to the beginning of an exercise because things went off the rails pretty quickly yeah, after this film. But like you could tell that his team mm -hmm. was putting it together. Yeah. And this was part of the early steps. Yeah, man. Like, you know, here's Chris Brown. And this is your Christmas money. Right. And, and you know, likewise, I don't think he's that great of an actor. No. But I think he played the little brother of these other people who's just sort of around the edges. I was like, all right, fine. Again, they like it seems like like this actually seems like a family that if you start with like the again these apex specimens like the oldest kids mm -hmm. are Idris Elba and, and Regina King right and then you go to Sharon Leal and then you go to Columbus Shore yeah, and then Lauren London and then Chris Brown and then you end with Chris Brown like okay well, well at least I see the pattern yeah like I guess I guess I just don't see the family. So that every time Chris Brown was standing somewhere with Idris Elba, I feared for Chris Brown's life. <laughs> like I really did think that Quentin was going to eat him. Mm -hmm. I dig it. Um, your brother, Damon. Yes. Damon Williams in the chat says it's the kind of movie you watch on mute late on Christmas Eve with some good, good music all capitals playing in the background. I don't disagree with that. Like, like I think this is, I think this is very much a background movie. People are over. Mm -hmm. It's on. It's, it's almost like, and I think a Christmas story is a much better movie than this, but I also, yeah. but I, but I also think it has that sort of, you know, I'll say Elf because I don't think Elf is that good. Like, I think Elf is kind of like this. It's just sort of innocuous mm. and it's on. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're sitting in a room, you can pay attention to pieces of it. But like, there's nothing about it that you're going to say, pause it when I get up and go to the kitchen. No, there's parts about it where you're going to pause. <laughs> 
you're joking. But speaking of uh, like like sort of sort of Idris Elba and Delroy Lindo, and it's like this really came out of nowhere. Like this is completely outside of the tone of the movie. Uh, and real quick, <laughs> this moment, this man moment, is brought to you by the Michelle Mission being men here. I mean, I, it's not even being men though. Like this is actually a oh. critical. Okay, go ahead. Observation. Go like, ahead. there are two moments where Regina King is in real little panties mm-hmm. in a real little bra. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, that came out of nowhere. Like, it actually came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's that's true. And you're right, tonally. Yeah. Now we know why the kids are always leaving the room in this Look, <laughs> look, look. Again, look, obviously, she looks fantastic amazing both times amazing but again with i think that does go along with what we've kind of been talking about like the tonal quality mm-hmm. of the movie like i said the sexy couple is loretta divine and delroy lindo yes like quite honestly it would have made more sense for loretta divine to have walked out in some lingerie or something because that's the energy that the two of them had mm-hmm. regina king it came out of nowhere. Speaking of Regina King. Look great. Looks fantastic. Came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. All right. Speaking of Regina King and coming out of nowhere, where do you stand on catching your significant other cheating? Thus, I'm going to whip him. See, again, I didn't know. I had difficulty with what type of tone mm-hmm. the film was trying to get across to me because I, because th- again, it's Regina King and they, they actually have them, them and like she's standing in the rain and there's Aretha Franklin playing and, and she's Regina King and you get the, like, I, I mean, this is, this is not funny. This is like, like this. This is the destruction of her family. Yes. Like this man is cheating on her. She has two kids. Like she tells her sister, I have two children. I, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to do. Everything that goes along with that. And then it, it's this kind of Tyler Perry farcical moment. Right. Where, where she, you know, more or less seductively gets him to take a shower. Right. And then what's the entire bathroom floor with baby oil right tricks him to come out of the the shower so that he slips and falls and then beats him with a belt right repeatedly right and this is played 100 percent for laughs right and if you flipped the genders in that scene this movie would like would be uh, 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 they'd be me too in this thing like I crazy mean, right. I mean look obviously no one should hit anyone but but I, even that I think you're overthinking it I'm not overthinking it dude you catch a woman catches their guy cheating okay? right you know first of all right nobody should hit anybody right right right, right? Yeah, and, but, and to be clear a woman catches her husband of many years the father of her two children mm-hmm cheating like this isn't just right and, right, and not only cheating, right this ain't her boyfriend right and, yeah. and not only cheating this is the the husband who's also trying to talk you into getting your 
parents to sell their business just so that you can get some dough for some right. type of right, right. Who knows, right? right? So that puts that all up in the air. With I don't think it's too much to infer that he's going to use that money and set up shop with his lady with this with new, new one, with with the yeah, right, right. So you know, you you catch your man doing that, yeah. You have a right to be mad. Mm-hmm. No one should hit anyone. No, I but in, to paraphrase Chris Rock, I understand. I understand. Yes, if some stuff happens, but a belt, yeah, and a belt. I mean, she whips that man about a good seven or eight times. Right, like you know, you make him fall. You hit him with the belt, and then. I'm leaving you, run out. Mm, it's still a little much, but okay. She is whipping this man. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's overthinking well, it. That's I a little. Well, I, I think the problem is it's not it's not presented as seriously as you're try, as you're taking it right now. Well, like it's presented for laughs. And and I don't think that's that's cool right you know not, I, not I, to that extent not not as extended a scene as it is look i think we've done well thus far not directly comparing mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. to soul food like we've said it's a soul food riff but you think about that moment where terry says at the party the family you know the family fucked my husband and then she grabs the knife Oh, you think about and goes at her husband, and you think about that split second and the gravity mm-hmm. that comes across. Yes, from Vanessa Williams. Yes, from the family, and the film tells you this is a serious, like this is serious. Right. Her marriage has just fallen apart, mm-hmm. and you compare it to this, where again, just tonally. It's played for laughs. And then you have the coda where she and Sharon uh, Leo, you know, Regina King's character and Sharon Leo's character kind of laugh about it. Right. So in my mind, that's that's what I'm more concerned with, whether or not people should baby oil floors and and beat them with belts for an extended period of time. Yeah. Like that goes without saying you shouldn't do that. mm -hmm. What I'm more concerned with is. I was confused about how the film wanted me to feel about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Are we there? We're there. The question, of course, is, would you recommend this Christmas? No. Interesting. I would not recommend this Christmas. Very definitive. I think that as far as, you know, to um, as a film that either you watch it to see if you enjoy it mm-hmm. or just a film to have on, like your brother said, in the background, yes. maybe you're paying half, half paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. They are, there are other films that fit this bill mm-hmm. much better okay. in, in either respect yeah. uh, than this Christmas. And it's a shame because like you said, it's, a tremendous cast. Yeah. But this cast doesn't feel like a family. Right. So I don't think you're missing anything there. Right. You'll see better performances from 
pretty much everybody in this movie. I, I mean, right, and probably other Christmas. I, movies. I mean, right down the line. I, I mean, even you, you know, um, not Keith Washington. That's just that. What, what's Lauren Lennon's boyfriend's that actor? He's oh, um, it, it is a Washington. I think it. It Keith Robinson. Keith, Keith Robinson. Robinson. Like. I, I think about him in Dreamgirls mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything else. And it's like, you know, he's fan. I mean, hell, Lauren London is better in ATL. Right. And yeah. she's the weak link in ATL. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, no, I, I, I can't find myself. I wouldn't recommend this Christmas. If you want to watch something, and I'm not even this great, a big a fan of, the, of that movie. Watch Almost Christmas. Now, which one is Almost Christmas? Almost Christmas is the one with um, Danny Glover and Monique. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is just like this one. Just like this one. Right, because Gabrielle Union is in mm-hmm. Almost Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but I'd, I'd watch that before I watch this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't turn this off. Okay. But you would know? you recommend people watch it? Like, go out and get it? No. But look, man. Even almost Chris, like I'm not recommending anyone go out and watch any of these soul food riffs. Not too many of them. I'm sure there's some that aren't. Right, like, it's, like it really is soul food. Mm-hmm. And then these are like, hey, you like soul food. And it's like versions of soul food, mm-hmm. which I can understand people like versions of soul food, mm-hmm. which all right, fine. I mean, and, and hell, there's some black people and eating food and it's probably a sweet potato pie somewhere like everybody's gonna hold hands and pray mm-hmm. and, and then we gonna there's either gonna be an electric slide or soul food line and you know we got a bonus reference to them playing spades and in yes. us like I'm not against it so are you recommending it or not <sighs> I'm not I'm not recommending it no but I, 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 it's hard for me to work up the energy to not recommend it. <laughs> like it's just sort of there. You seem to do well from what I can see. <laughs> so there you go. You did it, you did it very well. Yeah, all right. You should be proud of yourself. All right. You did it. I want Delroy Lindo and, and Idris Elba to have something where they just stalk in the mean streets of somewhere together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that'll do it for our review of this Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. That will also do it for the Michelle Mission for the year 2021. 2021, we bring to a close. We bring it to a close. Here on the Michelle Mission. Been a crazy year. Yeah, another one. Another crazy year. Another crazy year. But it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you missionaries have made it fun for all of us. Um. Yes, Sharon Eldridge. This is a good movie for a Six Degrees game because there's a oh 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 connective tissue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and you know, Delroy Lindo gets me to um the Spike Lee universe. Yes, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And Idris gets you to the Tyler Tyler Perry universe. Yeah, yeah. Idris. So does Loretta. The, well, they probably they all do. Yeah, but um. Yeah. But uh, this has been a, a fun year. We thank each and every one of you who has supported the show, who um, listens to the podcast, who watches us as we stream mm-hmm. live on every Tuesday evening. Who continue 
to support the show. You know, there are folks that have been around for years. And yes, you know, we see y'all and we love y'all. Love you all. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could hang. We gotta have like a Michelle Mission convention or something. I mean, if if, if people would act right and I know vaccinated, so we could. Yeah, because we've talked about going to conventions now. Don't but even we can't, get me started with. We can't get there with the, Yes, yes. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But um, but thank you. Uh, we will be returning in January with you know continuing the road to three hundred. Mm-hmm. We have more specials planned for you. Um, we've actually even changing up the th- the lineup. You can go to our website and see the lineup of movies <laughs> that we're going to be watching. But that is that's changing. We got like I think at least one movie we're already changing. A lot of moving pieces. A lot of moving pieces. More moving. specials. More more fun. Um, and uh, it goes without saying, I'm so glad to be taking this journey with you, Vincent. Likewise, my brother. Enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you to all the missionaries. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yes. So one and all. All right. Let's let's go out with uh you can follow the Michelle Mission, Two Men One Podcast, every black film ever made. Go to Michelmission.com where you can hit swag to check out all of the cool designs and gifts that we have coming to you by way of our good friends at T Public. And We'll see what we can do to Durville up <laughs> a design over the holidays. You can email all of your thoughts and concerns to us at michellemission at gmail.com. Like and follow us on all the social media, face, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Mission. Subscribe on YouTube to the Michelle Mission. And if you really want to help us on the podcast catcher of your choice, whether it be Apple Podcasts, even whether or not it be Spotify. Oh, you can give us a five-star rating and a review. They just added star ratings on Spotify. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so please feel free to hit that star rating for the Michelle Mission because that really helps people find our show. We really appreciate that, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. All right. We will be returning in January. I will tell you what we're going to be watching, but it may very likely change before we get there. So... We'll let you know. We'll keep you posted. We will keep you posted. Until then, he's Vince. Oh, uh-uh. and one last huge shout out. Okay. Um, to a person who has been helping me and Vince throughout the year behind the scenes. Two people. One who was deep, deep, deep undercover behind the scenes, and that would be our California dreaming partner. Mo Poplar. Hey! So thank you, Mo. He's kind of like uh, an associate producer here on Props the show. Props to Mo Poplar. So we love Mo. Thank you very much for all of your assistance. Yes. Um, as he has helped us with some very special projects that we got going on. And it goes without saying that the Michelle Mission is Vince. The Michelle Mission is me. But in a whole lot of ways, the Michelle Mission is also one Toya Haynes. Toya Haynes, she's like Jody Watley in our Shalimar. Okay. Well, which one is Howard Hewitt? You can be Howard Hewitt. I know I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna fight you over Howard Hewitt. <laughs> so thank you, Toya, our social media uh guru. 
as well as this our, our beautiful sounding board yes yeah. and our new edition hookup so, <laughs> thank you all right we got to get out of here he's vincent i'm len and in parting we say we'll see you when it's time to meet again